ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. These games against Uzbekistan are are must-wins and that's really the aim. You can't really think too far ahead, but we want to be at those Olympics and this team needs to be there and needs to be competing with the best in the world. So we've got to get that job done first and then we'll think for the rest of 2024. That's Matilda Steph-Catley ahead of the first of two matches standing between them and an Olympic berth in July this year. They take on Uzbekistan in a two-match qualifying series, the first of which is tomorrow night. How will they face up with a spot at the Olympics on the line? And the Women's Premier League starts this weekend with some of Australia's and the world's best cricketers. It's big hits and big money. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. The Matildas play their first of two Olympic qualifiers tomorrow night and with no Sam Kerr for the foreseeable future, sorry to remind everyone, everyone is eager to see who steps up. Sam Lewis is a football writer for the ABC and Sam, on the eve of this first match, how do you see the Tillies lining up against Uzbekistan? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? You know, thanks for the, the harsh reminder that we no longer have <laughs> Sam Kerr. I just got a stab in the stomach as a reminder of that. But look, Tony Gustafson, the head coach, has called upon a couple of different options in terms of who can replace Sam Kerr. Two of them in the conversation and in the mix at the moment is Michelle Heyman, the former Matilda who retired from international duty a couple of years ago, only to come storming back for Canberra United and earn a recall to the Matildas for this window. How did it feel to be called up to the squad after that many years is the most incredible feeling. Um, I had tears, I have pure fire in my belly. I just feel like I am 21 with all the knowledge. As well as injury replacement Sophie Harding, who earns her debut call-up for the senior national team. Um, she's a, a forward for the Wanderers and is currently in the mix for the Golden Boot here in the in Australia in the A-League Women's. She came, comes in to replace Courtney Vine, who had to withdraw due to personal reasons. Now the front turn for Sophie Harding. Levels it right before the break. Right when she needed to. Her ninth goal of the season. And what a campaign she's having. So those two centre forwards offer very different kinds of attacking profiles. Obviously, they are no match for Sam Kerr. I don't think any other striker we produce in history is going to be a match for Sam (laughs) Kerr. But they do offer something going forward. And Gustafsson has spoken in the past about needing to try and find different combinations of players and particularly a a, a very specific kind of number nine, a specific kind of centre forward to fill that gap against Uzbekistan because this is a a team that is going to presumably sit very deep. They're going to try and defend with their lives and hope to sneak a goal or two on the break. So we need to be able to line up with a group of players who are very creative, very attack-minded, able to get in behind and over the top of this Uzbekistan defence. So I think there's a number of different options as we saw during the Women's World Cup as well. And I've got full faith that they're going to be able to do it. That's the spirit. We like that kind of full faith in the Matildas. (laughs) You talk about Uzbekistan's sort of defensive mindset. What will be the keys or who will be the keys to breaking that down? Yeah, I think a couple of different players are going to be really crucial for the Matildas in this respect. I think Caitlin Ford is one. She's been in really good form for Arsenal. She's very good with the ball at her feet. Mead first of all. Now she finds Caitlin Ford and Tottenham a stretch. And that's going in. Oh, yes, it's going in. 
That's the best goal of the night. Very creative on the left wing, able to get in behind defences, able to cut the ball back to players coming in from deeper midfield positions like a Mary Fowler, even a Kyra Cooney-Cross or a Katrina Gorey, all three of whom are coming into this window with a little bit of a point to prove. Neither Fowler nor Cooney-Cross have been playing very much for their clubs over in England. But Katrina Gorey has been absolutely ripping with West Ham. She's earned two player of the match performances back-to-back over there and is probably the lockiest of locks that you can say for this Matilda's side for this particular window. Oh, here is Gorey. She lets fly and she's hit the post. Yeah, I think those players are going to be really important, as will be a couple of the centre-backs. One of the Matilda's great strengths is on set pieces with Steph Catley over corners and free kicks from outside the area. So having some tall timber like Alana Kennedy and Claire Hunt in and around the area to try and, and nod a goal home, I think will be really important as well. So having all that different variety and those different textures of, of attacking weapons, I think will be really crucial coming up against a team like this. So this is a two-match series for these qualifiers, one away and, of course, one home as well. What needs to happen for the Tillies to go through and chase Olympic gold? Yeah, so whoever wins this series on aggregate is going to qualify for the Olympics. So that means that even if, God forbid, the Matildas lose the first game, say, 1-0, if they come back in the second game and win 2-0, they will go through on aggregate because they've scored the most goals across both games. So that's a pretty uh, important thing to note. You know, even if the, the, there is a bit of a shaky start for the Matildas and it, it even maybe goes into the second game nil-nil, that means that that second game is literally all to play for and either team can, can get through. So uh, hopefully it's not going to get to that stage. Oh, my gosh, like I'm touching all the pieces of wood <laughs> that I can find in my house. But, um, yeah, so that's, a, that's the way that this two-legged playoff works. So it's the, it's the best of two. And the winner at the end goes through to Paris. Well, we've got our fingers and toes crossed. They lock up a spot at the Olympics. Sam Lewis, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. The Women's Premier League fires up this weekend with some of Australia's and the world's best T20 cricketers taking the park in India. There are five teams, 20 regular season matches and a whole lot of talent. Michelle Gosgo is a former Australian cricketer and now cricket commentator. And Gozzi, we're heading into the second season of the WPL and there are a heap of Aussies in the mix. We're talking Meg Lanning, Ash Gardner, Beth Mooney, some of the young guns as well. Who are you most looking forward to seeing in this edition of the WPL? Yeah, great having a chat to you about this, Bobby. How exciting is this? A women's IPL, second season of it. It was a raging success last year. And I know the players were certainly looking forward to it this year. Uh, I'm really excited, actually, to see how Phoebe Litchfield goes. Obviously, got done in the draft coming in. I think she got over $100,000. So, I mean, that's life-changing for someone who's 19 or 20. WPL auction was um, pretty cool. I think um, to play in India, I'd come for free. I, I, it, was, it was so cool to be picked up. So I'm really excited for that. And then you've got someone like Annabelle Sutherland. And we've just seen how she's ripped up the the international series here in Australia, and her next thing is India. She is an absolute superstar. And I actually don't think it'll be too long till we see her as the number one all-rounder in world cricket. And, I mean, seeing that double ton last week in Perth, that was pretty special. The clerk in for South Africa. Southern hits it up in the air. That's a glorious way to bring up 200. One bounce, it's four. Overlong on. 
What a moment for Annabelle Sutherland. And I predicted, I call it Gostradamus, <laughs> she will get another 200 in a test match. So I can't wait to be right about that. <laughs> this tournament, Gozzi, is a huge deal. It's not just a big deal in India, but it's a big deal everywhere. How important is the WPL for the growth of women's cricket? Yeah, I think it's really important. Obviously, you're playing in different conditions. With the World Cup coming up later this year in Bangladesh, it's really good to get used to those conditions. But, yeah, the women's IPL, I, I reckon Australia started it with the um, WBBL and then the Indian. I, I know why they held off. They they wanted to get their domestic structure a bit stronger and that's why it had taken so long for the women's IPL to start. But now they're in full swing and you're allowed six overseas players, which is only going to help help Indian cricket and also world cricket. So I think it's absolutely special. I mean, there's 1.5 billion people in India and I know the women are really looking forward to it. So they cannot get, wait to get stuck in. Players like Annabelle Sutherland, who you touch on, went for enormous figures, you know, upwards of 300,000 Aussie dollars. Annabelle Sutherland for the Delhi Capitals at 200 lakh. Thank you all. How big and how exciting is the money factor for some of these players? Oh, it's life-changing. I actually got to speak to Ash Gardner about that last week in Perth. And, I mean, she went for over $550,000. Now, you <laughs> could compare it to the men. Mitch Stark got for over $4 million. But they're also playing a double length of tournament for their IPL. But it, it, just for the women, I mean, that sets them up. They're, in Australia anyway, we're probably world-class and leaders in the pay structures that happen and also with the WBBL. But that money in India, that is absolutely like life-changing. And I, it, also I think a little bit comes with that money comes responsibility. And the girls haven't really had to put that into one of their factors ever. And I know Ash Gardner was like, oh, my gosh, I got this much money. I need to deliver. And every game is crucial. It's a slow start for Ash Gardner in this tournament. She had two golden ducks in the first five matches, but now has found her feet. There is that added pressure that the girls probably haven't had before. And that can only help world cricket and help the players, which the men have obviously had for so long. So that's life-changing. I think if I was in the team, I'd be hitting up Ash Gardner and Annabelle Sullen for a shout of a coffee every every week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Who do you think of the five teams is going to be the biggest threat this season? It's Gostradamus time. Put your Gostradamus uh, hat on. <laughs> oh, gee, yeah. Well, a little bit of pressure. Um, Mumbai Indians obviously won last year. Harman Preet Kaur's there as captain again. I think if we're looking at it, the Royal Challengers Bangalore will be right up there again. Delhi Capitals, obviously, Meg Lanning. I'm so excited to see her back into cricket, and, and that's fantastic um, for her as well. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this tournament for a, for a while. You know, having been part of it last year, it was it was great and um, a really, really cool experience. You know, you feel like it's a big stage and, and a platform where you want to perform well, and um, there are a lot of eyes on you to sort of see that. Gujarat Giants uh, finished last, I think, last year or second last, so they will be wanting to rectify that. There's been a number of changes uh, in the coaching structures as well. Michael Kling is over there now. Luke Williams is over there with Royal Challengers Bangalore. But, yeah, Mumbai Indians, I mean, they're, they're formidable, aren't they? Uh, not too many changes in their lineup. Uh, and Harman Precourt obviously knows the home conditions. She's such a good leader. She's fiery, so um, I think everybody will come along with the ride with her. It's going to be an awesome season. Gozzi, thanks so much for your time today. Good on you. Thanks, Poppy. 
sound bites. The AFL confirmed this week that they're handing former North Melbourne player Taryn Thomas an 18-game suspension for inappropriate conduct towards women. North Melbourne football manager Todd Viney spoke to the media after they announced that they would also be terminating his contract. Uh, the North Melbourne Football Club and Taryn uh, will part ways. He won't play any more football for the North Melbourne Football Club. It's just been a hard call to make, but uh, one at the end of the day we feel uh, really united about as a club. It's certainly the behaviour that he's been uh, found guilty of is, is something that doesn't align with our values of our club. Thomas will be ineligible to play in the AFL at all in 2024 and can't play football of any kind for 18 weeks. LeBron James is on the back end of his career, although he's not playing like it. He was asked this week about his retirement plans and whether it'll be low-key or a LeBron James extravaganza. I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like, I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment. That seems cool. But the other side of, I've never been that great with accepting like praise um, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me that's from a man with chosen one tattooed across his chest i don't know what to believe anymore and in an nhl match in the u.s the referee had to address the crowd after a review into a call on the ice you're not gonna like it but the call on the ice was correct no goal oh that's some good uh description there from <laughs> garrett rank Calling it like he sees it and copping the booze as well. I wonder what it would be like in the AFL and the NRL if the umpire's mics were wired through the stadium. Something to think about. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Jason Ford. Thanks to Paramount Plus, Optus Sport, the Women's Premier League, Viacom and Bally Sports for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.